Welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. Uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. Uh, It's a deep dive into the beginnings of local Australian musicians and bands. And because last week's episode and the following three, like this week, next week, and the following week, uh, are done over Zoom, we'll finally have some real video content and moving forward. I'll be trying to look at using the webcam I bought to do these Zoom ones in filming uh, the future ones. So hopefully that works out well. Um, and this week's guest is Adam Finley from Wild Heart. Uh, we get into his beginnings going from Cairns and starting Seven Skies to coming to Brisbane and transitioning into Wild Heart and everything up until now. Just his journey through heavy music. And Wild Heart are a killer band. They're doing great stuff. They've got a couple of new songs out now. Backburner and False Hope, Fake Happiness. Uh, check them out wherever you listen to music. And you can also check out their entire back catalogue. It's fucking great stuff. They're a great band. So with all that being said, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. Hey. What's going on? <laughs> no much, dude. Just chilling at home. Fuck yeah. Living that lockdown life. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> it's fucking shit house. Yep. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Cool. Um, we'll get straight into like the beginnings for you and what's the first heavy band you remember listening to? Or hear yeah. it for the first time. Uh, the first band, like proper, like heavy, heavy band I heard, I think was Amon Amarth. Oh, it was like, yeah, sick. Because I, I was, I was hard out into like more death metal stuff when I, when I started getting, you know, discovering heavy bands. Yeah, wasn't until yeah. a few years later that I started to. Um, discover like hardcore and stuff like that okay as well see so that's like the beginnings like there's nothing before that for you not really hey i kind of went from zero to a hundred that's because i wasn't hectic. yeah <laughs> you know like I'd, I'd heard like you know lincoln park and slipknot and yeah you know mud and stuff like that but then like i had a friend in high school who already like found all these bands like Amonomath uh Childer Bodum, yeah behemoth just that and because do you remember you remember how back you remember how, yeah you remember how back in the day MSN used to show like bands that you were listening to yeah 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 so like I'd just watch what he was listening to and then oh, like I just checked it out one day and I was like holy fuck like the, it was like I was a little intimidated but I yeah the same time i was like this is really cool yeah fuck yeah that's so sick so just straight into european metal pretty much hey fuck yeah, that's went so from sick. like basically nothing to mm. to that and then i was just in constantly in his ear about like who else like who else have you found oh yeah and, and then <laughs> yeah. and then we just we just kept like picking up bands and stuff fuck yeah that's so sick but yeah they were they were my first like hard out heavy band that i listened to fuck yeah i didn't find out about them until like way later on in like my childhood like i'd gone through the emo shit and then started picking up metal hammer magazines that's when like the the european metal like came in fucking hard yeah yeah, yeah. which is sick there's still a, there are still a couple of bands from that era that i still still listen to a fair bit okay um like uh i still listen to a lot of soil work Fuck and yeah. uh, Dark Tranquility is another one that I've always liked. Sick. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I still listen to, uh, yeah, I still listen to a bit of like In Flames and stuff, but not okay, so yeah. much the newer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the nostalgia side of that stuff. Yeah, I, 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 um, I think like Come Clarity was always my favorite album by them. Fuck yeah. Sick. That's so crazy. <laughs> Out of all the ones I've done, it's never just been like straight up like European brutals. Uh, like, <laughs> no, there was no, there was no slow build or anything like that. It was just like literally checked out this band one day, downloaded a song on LimeWire. Oh, <laughs> it was like, holy, <laughs> yeah. holy crap. That's holy the- crap. This is like, this is weird. Like, 
I was a little bit like shocked. Yeah, but it's I, very I confronting kept, kept, as a child. I think it was the vocals that really it was make or break. If you couldn't jive with it, yeah. then no. But yeah. after a couple of listens, I was like, nah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, sick. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Especially going like that drastic, because like I had built up to it. So by the time I got to like that and Danny Filth, I was like pretty conditioned, but like coming from like Lincoln Park, like the more radio friendly side of heavy music to yeah. just fucking yeah. <laughs> so sick. Death metal growls and all yeah. that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then what makes you want to start playing guitar? Uh Funnily enough, it was a, it was kind of a mixture of them because yeah. they wrote really cool like riffs. Yeah. Um, like I, when I got my first guitar, I think I basically taught myself. I would just get all the tabs for all the modern mass stuff and just start oh, yeah. learning bare material. But then that's my same my same friend Matt from high school. He also okay. showed me. <clears throat> Um, what was it? He showed me, like, he showed me John Petrucci. He's like, okay. oh, he plays for this band called Dream Theater, but he's like, check out uh, Liquid Tension Experiment, which was like his little side project. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. just like, man, this dude is insane at guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck um, and I and I and I tried to learn some of their stuff just as like a, you know, to challenge myself. But yeah. essentially, it was just like like so many other people it was just i got a guitar and i got tabs for bands music that i listened to that i really liked and just tried to learn it um and you know even when i started getting more into hardcore and stuff like that uh or metalcore and hardcore it was the same thing like just you know i'd listen to their stuff and then i'd try to learn their songs yeah um and just did that for 10 years essentially <laughs> fuck yeah cool and then, and then eventually yeah there you go no it's all good yeah um i i eventually started writing my own riffs oh yeah 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 at, at some point yeah i think when i started my first oh sick i think there's like a a like time period between where you have to like learn all that shit before you can like flush out all the creative like nothingness that you have to like yeah. get to writing your own songs. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, like I, I had already been studying music for okay. a few years uh, when I got my first guitar because I started oh. I started playing the saxophone when I was like six oh. or seven or something. So oh. I sort of had a I had some oh. understanding of music. You know, I was always playing in tune. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I kind of understood uh, music to a degree and had a sense of, I guess, a sense of melody and timing. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. But yeah, a lot of it is just kind of like you need to build up your your, your chops and, yeah. you know, and kind of get a bit of an understanding of, of how songs are structured. Yeah. Instead of like this part's cool, then this part's also cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> instead of just trying to cobble together, oh, this riff sounds cool. This riff sounds pretty cool. And yeah. just kind of put them together. I mean, I still, I, I still have to check myself on that. You know, even when I'm writing today, it's just, yeah. you know, focusing on actually writing a song or yeah. just throwing, you know, different riffs together. Yeah. I'm definitely guilty of that. I love a good riff. But yeah. I think it was. Yeah, probably when well, I was 15 when I grabbed the guitar and then I started oh. joined like a legit band when I was like 18, 17, 18. Okay. And started writing music together. Was that Seven Skies or before that? Yeah. Okay. No, that was Seven Skies. Oh, yeah. sick. That's so sick. Because that band did like heaps of stuff. We did a fair bit. We yeah, did heaps, two yeah. EPs um, and... I think may I can't remember if we did. I think we did some stuff before the first EP. Okay. Um, but the cool, like the cool thing was back then, like it didn't matter if you had recordings or not. Yeah. Like, there was a whole bunch. It was probably like an EP's worth of music that we just played live that okay. never got recorded because people didn't people didn't care. They just wanted to go to a show. Yeah. And see bands. Yeah. You know. 
especially like that time period where like that was like 2015 2014 uh or, or even that. earlier than that earlier than that yeah when so like around started. when like signal of firing squad was still getting around and tomb of doom and yeah. yeah yeah Fuck yeah yeah because we started we started in my hometown up in Cairns. Okay, fuck you. Yeah. And basically, basically it was because it was just a a local, like rural music scene. Yeah. Kids would just come out to shows. Yeah. Um, they didn't give a fuck who was playing. It was just, is it remotely, remotely heavy? You know, is there at least one breakdown? Yeah, we don't sick. We don't yeah. care. We'll, <laughs> so we'll have a we'll have a good time. Um yeah. But yeah, like it was, it was sick because, um, you know, all the like there were a few people around who would try to get bigger bands up, you know, Brisbane bands and stuff. Yeah, um, it was just a sick time. You know, okay. there was no, there was no clicky scene shit. It was just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. you have, you have, you have cool riffs. I will mosh to your band. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's so sick. I think like even around that time period brisbane seemed like it was sort of the same it wasn't like i think it was the same everywhere people yeah, yeah. were just way more passionate about local music yeah um and just going going to a show for the sake of going to a show yeah um but yeah it's hard because the you know i mean especially at the moment but even before then like the local all ages scene was just like by the time we moved to brisbane it was already like doing on the that decline, yeah, yeah. on the decline and yeah. that's you know that's a mixture of i think just general apathy and you know the fact that there were no fucking venues left yeah yeah you know? yeah and now even more so than before yeah with like crowbar going down which fucking sucks yeah that 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 one hurt yeah, it was like our second home. Yeah, I had frothed crowbar. It was like the the Brisbane venue that treated you like you were an actual band. Yeah, which I loved. Sure. Yeah, which was great. Um, and then to go back before Seven Skies, what takes you from just playing in your room to being like, hey, I could be in a band also? Uh, so like I I basically met a bunch of uh people through some friends in high school i think it was 2006 maybe okay uh i killed the prom queen came up to camps yes uh and i think they they just put out was it musically for the recently deceased i um, think that had just yeah i don't know if yeah, I, yeah it was either like no nah, it must have come out because ed was singing so they came up and played like uh and a bunch of it was like a couple of local other local bands that played and a couple of bands it was like a band from townsville and i met like all those dudes and started hanging out with them and started because they would put on shows so start going to shows start yeah. you know meeting these people hanging out with them got introduced to a whole bunch of bands that i'd never heard of before mostly like um like Bury Dead. Yeah. Uh, TGI's first album came out yeah. not long after. Um, and just started hanging with them. And yeah. their bands, one of the one of the dudes, Todd, who played in a band called Lila's Youth, was like, they'd sort of finished up. And he's like, yeah. oh, we're probably going to start a new band. So it was basically just a couple dudes from two other local bands yeah. got together. Yeah. And then they they asked me if I wanted to come write some riffs because I wasn't a he's like yeah pretty you're a pretty good guitarist you're better than me you actually practice your instrument <laughs> I was like yeah I'll, I'll come have a jam and we just had a had a garage jam you know throughout a bunch of ideas and we're like oh it's kind of cool doesn't suck fuck yeah so we just started writing music and then I think about a month later we played our first show cool fuck yeah quick that's so very sick. quick. It was like, can we throw together four songs in a cover or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what we did. Because yeah. I had a bunch of just random ideas that I sort of just put together and 
yeah, we just we just jammed it out. That's so no sick. pressure or anything. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, just like local dudes just doing local shit. That's so sick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what's your first guitar that you got from like when you started at fifteen? I uh, I can't even remember the brand. Fuck yeah! But it was one <laughs> of the the music store guitar and like crappy little amplifier combos. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sick. Um, so good. And it was great. Like it was a Strat replica. Fuck yeah. Um, and it served me very well. I got a few years out of that. Fuck um, yeah. And then a friend of mine, his brother had a Jackson Dinky uh, that he didn't that he didn't really use. So yeah. he let me borrow yeah. that for for a couple of years before I moved away. Um, and he also had like a little Fender combo thing that oh, was sick. slightly better than my other shitty combo so I borrowed <laughs> that. and then i was like oh, i really need to buy like a better guitar that's yeah. mine and then i ended up buying a jackson kelly which is like oh, the explorer yeah. shape yeah yeah, yeah. Ones. It, yeah. it was such yeah. a like I, I i sold it a few years ago i really wish i didn't yeah. i really regret <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I was like at the time no i don't really play it anymore yeah i'll get rid of it and then like a few years later i'm like man that, that was such a nice guitar one yeah <laughs> yeah i literally am like that with one of my ibanezes that i'd sold i swapped it for a seven string schecter and now i'm like shouldn't have got rid of i did the same thing yeah what an idiot. <laughs> yeah dumb as fuck um but i've got another schecter that's they actually were sick. yeah it did the exact same thing yeah um <laughs> but yeah it was the same thing like uh because we were we're fucking around in like low tunings and stuff and like yeah. oh we really need some either like a couple of baritones or some seven strings so yeah we bought two Schecters yeah uh like me and Todd both bought a Schecter and then um I had that for a few years actually and then uh eventually bought Todd's off him because he wasn't playing it anymore and Is then that I the white ATX C1 yep yeah fuck yeah I was um, and then I, yeah, I had, I, so I had a black and the cream one and I ended up selling the black one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I kept the other Schecter for a few years and then I ended up buying a custom Sir guitar. Yeah. Is that what you use now? The uh, white one? Yeah. Yeah. It looks fucking so It's a very nice guitar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I use, I use that and then I bought the, the, um, I actually sold the Schecter to Axel. Okay, sick. Because he was he was chasing a seven string. So yeah, yeah. And then I bought the um the e the e two the ESP e two. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Tele. The Seafoam Telly. Yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Those are so sick. Very very good value for money. But I'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I from um, LTDs and ESPs. They're so sick. It's uh, it's kind of become like my my studio recording guitar. Um, it gets a gets a little bit of love live, but yeah, may, mostly <laughs> play the Sir because it's um, the Sir's a couple kilos lighter. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> fucking helps. Doesn't have much, much older as much. Which yeah, is good. yeah, yeah. I've got this uh BMT bass that I just got, and it's so heavy. Like I'll go to a practice out of Vire and just like run through the set a couple of times, and the next day I'm rat shit. Yeah, heavy guitar with all day for you. I have to, I have to yeah. sit down and jam, so I'm not standing the whole yeah. time. <laughs> for sure. See, <clears throat> so Seven Skies works its way to Brisbane, and you just play like yep. heaps of shows, killer shows, and then that wraps up and is Wild Heart like straight away. Pretty much, yeah. So oh. we 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 moved to Brisbane, and like a, a couple of dudes left, and um. Eventually, Axel ended up joining Seven Skies for about a year and a half or something, okay. and then, and then our drummer and bass player were kind of like, ah, not really feeling it anymore. Yeah. And then, myself, Axel, and our old guitarist uh, Hagen were like, well, we want to keep writing music, so we're just gonna uh, keep going. So we found a, a couple of other dudes to play drums and bass, and we basically just were like, let's just start something completely fresh no like 
no predetermined like notion of what we were going to sound like or anything. We just knew that we wanted to be, uh, we still wanted to be heavy, yeah. but we wanted to put a bit more emphasis on melody yeah. and, um, and just, I, I think, I think it was just like, just passionate music, like yeah. lyrically as well. Like, you know, when we started, it was a lot of like, uh, sad boy lyrics and oh, sort of yeah, transition yeah. More, yeah. more politically charged material recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, that's kind of like the basic premise, heavy and melodic. And that hasn't really changed. It's just um, obviously as we've gotten on, like gone through the years, we've gotten a little bit more kind of focused in our uh, direction. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Cool. And there has there been much of a drastic change in the writing process between Seven Skies in the beginning of Wild Heart and then the beginning to yeah. now? Yeah, very different. Like Seven Skies was literally like we'd sit in the jam room and write. Okay, yeah. Um, we, we really didn't, like we'd sort of write a song and then go and record it basically. Okay, yeah. Whereas Wild Heart, we, we wrote and pre-proed everything and then went and recorded it properly. Yeah. Uh, so that first EP was just, we just did it all ourselves. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's sort of like we, we basically like someone will record a demo um, and then bring it to the group, we'll jam it live, get a bit of a feel for it. Yeah. Sometimes like I might write something and it just, it clicks instantly. Everyone's like, yeah, that's sick. Cool. Yeah. And then other times you might write something and then you jam it live and something's not quite right. A part feels a bit weak or a bit too long and then go back to the, go back back to the recording and tweak it a little bit and then show everyone and then jam that new version. So it's a little bit of back and forth, but um, there's definitely a, a lot more emphasis on sort of demoing now. Yeah, doing what's best for the songs instead of just putting out content. Yeah, yeah. Because sort of over the last after over the last couple of years, um, sort of from like when we put out We Are, I I was like a lot more focused on just writing writing uh, better songs in in the context of like trying to be a better songwriter. Yeah. One thing, one thing that I noticed with our earlier stuff was our old guitarist Hagen. He he was like I was like a little bit more technical. Okay, yeah. I was technically the better player, but he was way better at structuring okay. songs. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. I would tend to like write. Uh, I'd have like a riff, and that would kind of change and evolve over the course of the song. Yeah. Um, which I still do sometimes. Like I still yeah. like writing songs that kind of evolve but I kind of thought to myself I need to kind of focus on that a little bit more so that's kind of been a big part part of my songwriting recently that's the cool thing with like sitting in front of a computer is you can do that you can just yeah you can spend sit and listen to it move things around yeah um and then kind of take it to the group and and see how it feels in a live environment like I said sometimes it it works straight away and then other times it just doesn't feel quite right and then you yeah. go back to the drawing board. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's like a a step that needs to be learned from like just hammering out songs for like a certain amount of time or like being in bands for a certain amount of time. You realise like the little tricks and tips to like make songs better as quick as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Like... Anyone like anyone can write a cool sounding riff. Yeah. Um, but like I'm trying to like I, it's sort of like spending more time thinking about like the actual structure of the song. Yeah. And like, you know, the cool riffs are still gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the song's gonna feel like a certain way. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think I think Rising Tide was probably the the best example of where everything kind of came together. It was, you know, it had cool riffs but it actually had like a really solid kind of, you know, structure to it and had like a, a hooky chorus. Um, Cause that, that was a big thing as well. Like I was like listening to this, like some of the earlier stuff and it's like, there's not like a defined chorus in a lot yeah, of yeah. these 
at least in a lot of the ones that I'd written. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I need, I need like a hook yeah. to grab people and bring them back. So yeah, I'm sort of like that now with like my writing. I, I love a fucking sick riff, but I don't overly care too much about a chorus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some like there's stuff that I, I have written where it's, it doesn't have one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, uh, what was, like Callist is a good example yeah. of like a song that I wrote where it basically doesn't repeat. There's like one riff that repeats, but yeah. everything <laughs> yeah. is different. Yeah. Um, That's And it's so cool. Sick. Like it, it gives the song a really strong sense of momentum. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also challenging to like, find something different to put in next that's not repeated yeah yeah it's good to have a bit of a mix i think because if everything was if everything followed the exact same structure across like a, a five track or, or an album yeah people are gonna get bored you need to throw in little curveballs to keep them interested yeah, yeah definitely fuck yeah see um and the new tracks are fucking sick. Backburner's fucking ripper. It's <laughs> such a fucking slapper track. But yeah. Um, where's the direction for the new stuff going from the last bunch of songs? Um, it's definitely getting a little bit more worldly, a little bit more politically charged. Yeah. Um, like we did, like we kind of dabbled into it on We Are, but not it didn't feel like it hit very hard. Yeah. Okay. And then I remember we like, we put that out and it did, it did pretty well. Like um, yeah. it was received really well. And, you know, we were like, well, we probably need to have something just in the backlog to release in like a year's time or something. Yeah. So through to like, I sort of threw together this more kind of riffy hardcore orientated thing. And, um, you know, everyone was like, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And then Axel sent the lyrics through and I was like, holy fuck, dude, like you're not pulling any bunches. Of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was like, yeah, cool. Let's roll with that. And then he went and did it. Like he demoed his vocals. Yeah. He started doing this, like, you know, the comeback kid kind of like yeah. uh, pitched yelling. And I was like, where the fuck has that been this whole time? <laughs> yeah. um, and it just sat so well over the chorus and, um, Kind of like that was, I think, a bit of a, a jumping off point because we did that and we're like, that's really cool. Like, we should keep doing that. Yeah. Um, and, like, we do have other stuff that's not political. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of more akin to other earlier stuff we've done. Yeah. More kind of, per like, personal stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah like, Backburner, I guess, is kind of a... Um, it really takes the, the the same essence of rising tide, but it's yeah. kind of supercharged. Fuck yeah, that's so sick. Because like that that new stuff is like yeah, I, I was blown the fuck away. Like I frothed all the other stuff, but like that was fucking wild. I was like holy shit. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> it, uh, it it um it's it's so weird because you just you just don't know like you can have like a moment of like, yeah, this is pretty cool, but you, yeah. it's really hard to like know how people are going to react to it. But yeah, yeah like the, the, the reaction to Backburner especially has been um, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. I think like uh, you, it can get like that if you're like spending an, like too much time around like your songs where like they're too close for you to be like, is this like where it needs to be yeah. or not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, um, Okay. Like I definitely force myself to call it time. You know, okay. there, there there is a point, there is a point, and I this is just one of these things that you just learn. Yeah. Um, is you just and it can be anything from like working on a, an individual idea or the song as a whole yeah. or an EP or whatever. At some point you just gotta call it time and just because yeah. or else you just you get stuck in a in a feedback loop essentially. Yeah. You just gotta trust that you've done the right thing and just move on to the next thing and then yeah. if and then if you know you might listen back to it and be like ah oh, i could have done that differently you know okay i won't do that again yeah next time I'll, I'll watch for the next time yeah absolutely because if you spend if you spend too much time stressing over it being good and and not kind of just trusting 
trusting yourself, you're just going to end up not going anywhere really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, I guess having, having faith in yourself a little yeah. bit. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Similar. Like it, Backburner was really cool because um, we, you know, we kind of toyed with the idea of having, like we had like that that intro and there's just this kind of dead air and I was just like saying to Axel like oh we need we should you know find find you need to find like a quote or something mm. and then he sent me that the the video of Bruce um, Shillingsworth on Q and A and I was like man if if we could if we could have him on that would be really cool and he like yeah. officially endorsed us to oh, see. to put him on there he Fuck yeah, that's he like reached out to Axel and said, I'm more than happy to have that on there. That's so sick. That is rad. Yeah, that Fuck was yeah. very cool. Fuck yeah. Um, well, yeah, if like from everything that you've gone through with music, if you could have done it all again, is there anything you'd change at all? Uh, yeah, definitely. But so, I'm blanking. <laughs> I'm blanking on what... Um, I think I think it's just one of those um it's kind of like what I was saying with songwriting before like it's it's very easy to kind of look back and be like oh fuck like I don't know what I should have done different yeah um I think yeah I don't know I don't really have that many regrets yeah. as far as like um what we've what we've done Cause like the, you know, like looking back on Seven Skies, it was so like amateurish. Like okay. we used to just fumble our way through through things, but it was <laughs> so, so so much fun. Like we used to do like these little like weekender runs. You know, yeah. someone would organize like uh, like I remember Amity came up on weekend. Okay, and we did like. Cairns, Towns on Mackay, and it was just insane. Like yeah. how we organized yeah. anything. And like we hadn't even recorded, we hadn't even oh, recorded fuck. anything like properly. You know, it was just yeah. we just used to fumble our way through. And that worked so well up like in like rural yeah. like show situations yeah. and stuff. But sort of coming down into Brisbane, it was just a completely different ball game. And yeah. Um, I wish I had have known now what I know now when like, not that I don't like playing in wild heart, but I do sometimes think like, I think seven skies probably could have gone a little further if we'd had a better idea of what to yeah, do. For sure. Um, like, and it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, you just, you just learn as you go. Yeah. Um, Young kids from like a small having, town. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, and that's one of the great things about having um, uh, Andrew in the band is because he's he's been in Brisbane the whole time. Yeah, he was like we we met him when Seven Scars was still a thing. Okay. Um, and I I think that's kind of how he ended up joining the band because he came on one of the last tours we did. Okay. Just as like a a roadie, he's like, I'll come hang out for the weekend. Um, and we like clicked really well. Um, but yeah, he, he's kind of has been a, a guiding light navigating all the, all the shit you got to do to get everything yeah. done. Like yeah, all the you need to talk to this person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we had Andrew back then, maybe it would have yeah. gotten a little, I don't know if it would have necessarily <laughs> lasted longer, but okay. um, maybe things would have been a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Okay, cool. So just like the networking side of things, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. really, like, yeah, back back home, like back in Cairns, like you really didn't like networking was. Everyone knew each other. Yeah, you know? so like the networks were already. It really yeah. like yeah, and like I said earlier, like there was no clicky scene crap. Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. no real drama. Yeah, everyone just got along. Everyone was there for the same reason. Whether you're. Yeah, just attending or playing like you were just there to have a good time yeah simple times play some breakdowns fuck yeah <laughs> mosh hard yeah 
Fuck yeah, sick. All right, well, um, we'll get into your top five favorite bands, man, of all time. Oh, okay. Cool. Ooh. It stumps right. everybody. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's good, though. Yeah. Uh, top five favorite bands. Hmm. You're gonna have to edit this out. I reckon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me, me thinking real hard for yeah. like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's no, all good, man. Uh, I think. Uh, oh man, I I always have a soft spot for, especially their early stuff. But I always have a soft spot for for for, for the fallen dreams. Okay, fuck yeah. Their their first album was such a big deal for me. Yeah. Especially when I started discovering more hardcore orientated stuff because yeah. it was just like, hey, it's heavy, but it's melodic. Yeah. But it's not like metal. It's just a bunch of breakdowns and chords. Yeah. Um, so I think I always have a soft spot for them. Oh, um, yeah. And like I I can't not say I'm on a monomath. I still chuck them on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, like, um, like I, I don't know if I would be listening to heavy music if I hadn't come across yeah. that band. Yeah, I um, think uh, everybody's first like introductory band is like always going to have a soft spot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and like they were the first band that I, like, I flew to Sydney to see them in two thousand and. 2008 um because they were doing like an australian tour and yeah it was just like such a fucking cool experience yeah do you remember who was on that show as well i can't remember it was two local bands that <laughs> oh, i was sick. not interested in <laughs> i was like <laughs> i didn't fucking pay to see you yeah sick. um uh um who else i more in a more probably a more recent band that have kind of slowly become one of my favorite bands especially over the last few years would be while she sleeps oh fuck oh they are slept on like, so hard yeah like yeah. not only because they write great music but just their work ethic and their yeah. entire attitude towards everything like even yeah. if we could like uh, if we could achieve a smidgen of what they do like yeah. They just have such a cool relationship with their with their fans. Yeah. Definitely. Even before they like started their Patreon and yeah, yeah, or Sleep yeah. Society. Yeah, when they were like, like calling their, their fans the six. Yep. Yeah. I love that like, shit. They've just they've just always had this really great attitude towards yeah, everything. Yeah. And like I remember they like they crowdfunded you are we. Oh yeah. And you know, I just remember that. I was just like, man, that is so fucking cool because they made they just made such a big point of like, and like the album "You Are We," like you are the reason that we yeah. are here. I was yeah, like, yeah. man, that's yeah. fucking cool. Like, yeah. and they're just incredibly good live as well. Yeah, I remember the first like, time I heard about them was um, their first EP came out with a edition of Metal Hammer, so you got the CD for free if you buy. Oh, yeah, issue. I remember listening to it and I heard, um, fuck, what's the song? crows and i was like yeah what the fuck is this band and from then i've been a while she sleeps fucking sweater so hard They're yeah so sick it was actually it was actually our old guitarist who showed me he's like okay i think it was the four walls or something he's yeah, like check out this video it's really yeah. cool yeah um and i was like man this band's really cool they so i really then cool. went yeah. back and like uh listened to like all their older stuff yeah um but yeah, I remember just like, and also like they write really cool riffs. They do, yeah. The heaps like, of especially leads. that new, especially especially the new album. I was just like, this is getting ridiculous now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think like it sometimes gets lost on them that they're actually great musicians as well. Yeah, like phenomenally the, great. The vocals that both of them do and one of them while playing guitar and then their drummer, their other guitar player, their bass player. Like, yeah, that's insane. another, that's another thing. Like, you know, talking about like great songwriting, like their, 
their vocal arrangements as well. Yeah. Like, like there are some songs where uh, Laws barely says a word because yeah. it's all like Matt and uh, Sean. Yeah. And it's yeah. fine. He just jumps yeah. in for a quick screen here and there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. They're a really good band. Yeah. And like going completely independent on that last album they put out, like, so they could pay their crew essentially. Yeah. yeah. It was so sick. Yeah, like, oh, we reneged on, was it charting? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. All their charting so they could pay and their stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Just, I love seeing stuff like that. It was very yeah. cool. It's fun um, to see. All right. Who else do I really like? <laughs> Definitely not scrolling through Spotify right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with, uh, I did one of these with Gertie from Isolation and he like pulled up his Spotify just beforehand to like get ready for it. Yeah. yeah I, I was like, that. I was like, that's good. <laughs> um, next band. I'll uh, probably, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say Architects as well. Yeah. Great band. Especially, um, um, especially like, like I'm a fan, I'm definitely a fan of all their, all their stuff, but I do remember, um, like someone someone showed me hollow crown and like oh they're kind of like bring me horizon but better <laughs> and I'm like oh okay and i was like yeah they're these because I, I was just like fuck this is this is nuts like it's it's all over the shop yeah but i i think the thing that hooked me was like just the 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 because sam didn't do as many clean vocals back then but yeah. every so often it would kind of just come in yeah um but also just like as a guitarist, um, especially Lost Together, Lost Forever and All Our Gods, I was just yeah. floored by Tom's songwriting. Yeah. Incredible just the, songwriting. Just the, just the riffs that he used to put together. I yeah. was just like, this dude is on a completely different like level when it yeah. comes to his approach to, to writing. Yeah, and not only just guitar, and it was like, like he's writing for drums. Yeah. 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 And he used to do he used to do like everything, like yeah. he'd just come up with all the all the guitars and he would go through all that with Dan and then did a lot of the lyrical stuff, or yeah. like all the lyrical stuff pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, it was another thing of like even if if I could just have a a, a tiny bit of his talent. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he definitely inspired uh, a lot of guitar players, especially in that like 2012 to 2016 time period. Like just that way of like writing these crazy yeah. riffs. Yeah, there's a, a funny thing I've I always think about. Like, um, it's like when uh, Parkway put out their first album. Yeah, yeah. Killing yeah. yeah. Everyone sounded like Parkway. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. writing Park. Everyone was writing Parkway riffs. Yeah, and yeah. even when uh, North Lane put out uh, Discoveries, everyone started. All these bands North popped Lane up. Riffs. Sounded, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's like whenever there's a staple band, and same thing happened with Architects. There's a lot of bands yeah. that owe, owe a lot to Tom Sell. Yeah, 100%. us included. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, one more. Yeah, one band. I said Parkway before. Oh, I think Killing with a Smile. Parkway, that, that, that like, like Parkway, yeah. yeah. Not okay. like, like they they weren't as um musically influential, yeah. But like, I I challenge anyone to watch any one of their DVDs, yeah. and not feel inspired, yeah. Like, even the new one on Netflix now, yeah, crazy, yep. I just I remember watching the original one, and I yeah. just like just their work ethic yeah 100 um like regardless of what you think of their music like yeah. then your stuff or whatever or if yeah. you're one of those you know um you know elitists that only like the first two albums <laughs> yeah. um you can't you like you can't deny like how how hard working those dudes are yeah considering they were like five dudes from byron that had no idea what they were doing yeah, and they're like one of the like, biggest bands in the world. Yeah, like 
Um, I like I'd be lying if I if I said I hadn't sort of um, lost a little bit of interest with the newer stuff, but yeah. I I would still go to a show, you yeah. know, because like they are that good, you know. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're gonna play like the fucking killer tracks at a show. Hmm. Yeah, even if you don't and, agree with um, what they do now, like they they basically. Like they kicked open the floodgates for yeah. Australian, uh, you know, hardcore. You know, yeah. I think I think you know a big part of why so many, so many Australian bands have have had the opportunity, like have had the opportunity to go overseas, and why so many. Like I always see comments like a an Aussie band gets like a, a track on Dreambound or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's always people like, what is it Australian? So it was released the sickest music. And I, <laughs> I think a big part of why so many bands get attention from Australia is oh goes back to Parkway. Yes, Just, definitely. As much as they were bands well, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As as much as there were bands before them, like even Prong Queen, Prong Queen hadn't reached the levels Parkway did in the amount of time. Nah. It was just, it was something, just something special. It was just something something with that, um, especially that, especially Killing With A Smile. Like, yeah. Because I remember, again, it was like another mate from high school because um, he was, it was like Matt who was more into punk and stuff, uh, yeah, not yeah. punk, like metal and stuff. And there was yeah. another dude who would come from more like a punk background. He's like, okay, oh, yeah. you should check it. You should check out Parkway Drive, man. They're pretty cool. I'm yeah. Like, okay. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is nuts. <laughs> yeah. The crossover of the punk and fucking metal scenes. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. But then but then it was still like heaps metal at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their attitude's punk as fuck, but they're a fucking metal band. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Heaps of pirate riffs. Especially now, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've gone full pirate. It's fucking sick. It's so that is such a catchy song, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I was like, I was watching the the new documentary and I was just like, fuck, I've not listened to that new Parkway album, but that lead is just in my brain. That's another thing as well. Like when you have them playing all the stuff together live, it all just kind of blends together. Yeah. I feel like it's always different when you're listening to, like, when you're listening to recorded music, you're always nostalgic for the old stuff. But yeah, you have it when it's all together live. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, like I think if I was to see Parkway now and saw they play, like, see them play new stuff, I'd be like more inclined to check it out later on. Opposed, yeah. To well, I oh, it was a couple of years ago now. I think it was might have been their last Australian tour. Okay, yeah. Was that the one with Polaris opening? Uh, no, they did one with Bring, Bring Me Horizon and stuff. But yeah, yeah. They had okay. their full on like European setup yeah. with all the lights yeah. and fireworks and everything, and um, like they played. I uh, can't remember if they played anything off Killing with a Smile. I know they played some stuff off. Um, horizons yeah but yeah. like the new stuff just works live so well yeah yeah it was like holy fuck yeah <laughs> there's so much happening. There's so much there's always so much happening on stage at any at any given time yeah like giving you the show you're paying for which is fucking awesome absolutely yeah which was 40 bucks as fuck. well like whoa <laughs> uh, yeah yeah crazy but there's massive massive production at river stage and it cost yeah. me less than less than $50 to go. Fuck, that's insane. I mean, they, yeah, because they just wanted to keep ticket prices down. I was like... Yeah, that's wild. Because I think, cool. like, last time I saw Die Art, I think I paid, like, $30, and it was just them, Antagonist, and Alpha Wolf at uh, Soul Bar in Richardor. Oh, yeah. Which was fucking sick. Great show, but, like, $40 for Parkway River Stage is insane practically a steal yeah for sure sick so there's your five killer i think so fuck yeah and um are there any bands getting around now that you think people should keep an eye out on um man i 
I weirdly enough have not really been listening to a lot of heavy stuff. Oh, okay. I've, I've, I listen to, I've gone down this uh, like synth wave electronic rock like rabbit okay. hole over the Crazy. last couple of years. Um, yeah. Like what? So I've been, I've been so many different bands, man. Like I, I get, I, I can't even like, I lose track of, of them because I find new stuff every week. That's um, but what have I been? I know that there'll be something, there'll be something heavy that I haven't listened to that I've, um, I've forgotten about. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, No, nah. oh, it's it, it, it escaped me. Don't check out anything. Yeah, just yeah. just fucking. But don't even worry about it. Yeah, listen to New Wild Heart when it comes out, and yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to anyone else. Yeah. Listen to my man. <laughs> yeah, sick. Um, and then what's your social media handles? Uh my my personal one is uh. Uh, Instagram is at Patch Adams, and then Wild Heart. Basically, everything is We Are Wild Heart. Sick. And new and, stuff coming soon. Yeah. Yes, we have more new stuff coming very soon. Fuck yeah! Which I'm very excited to show everyone. Fuck yeah! I'm keen for it. So yeah, yeah. Sick. Are you still, are you still yeah. streaming? No, nah, not anymore. Okay. Because I remember like yeah. beginning COVID, it was a very like, it was, the first yeah. one. Yeah, I, I dabbled in it for a bit, but um it's just kind of it's hard to find the time for it because yeah. I still work full time and then we've got all the all the band shit that we're trying yeah. to organize. Yeah, so that's fair. Maybe when maybe when that's out the way. But at yeah. the same time, I've been writing again. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah. So like I, I'm trying to get ahead of the curve so yeah. that you know I've always got something yeah. in the back burner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, I can't say too much, but I am very keen to get to the end of the year, and uh, there will be well, you know there'll be a couple couple extra songs out by the end of the year. Fuck yeah, cool. <laughs> and, um, yeah, See. start working on something, some new stuff. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for doing the podcast, man. Man, happy to. It's been See. fun. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad. There we go. Uh, done for another week. A huge thanks to Adam for doing the podcast. And like he said in the podcast, you can check him out on Instagram at patch underscore Adams with a Z instead of an S. And check out Wild Heart on Instagram at We Are Wild Heart and Wild Heart on Facebook and YouTube, as well as wherever you listen to music. If you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, share it, tell a friend, and subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube or wherever you listen. And on Instagram and Facebook at Heavy Sweater Podcast. Um, yeah, let's fucking work together, build up local Australian music again to a place where it used to be. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a new episode next week. Um, I'll see you then, I guess.